Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 33 of The Fighting Goat. My name is Arjun, aka Mystic Chips Chipalkati, joined by my buddy and my dose, Sumesh, the superhuman camera. We've got good morning, to- buddy. Good morning, good morning. We've got tons <laughs> to talk about today. We're going to get back into the world of boxing, the resurgence, and everything that happened in the fight week that was. But stay tuned, we have lots more coming. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Welcome back to episode 33 of The Fighting Goat. This is Arjun aka Mystic Chips and with the superhuman camera ji how are you happy monday well Good happy morning. monday we have an early recording today because yes, mystic sir. chips is off to the united <laughs> arab emirates to commentate for the super boxing oh, league yes. that's coming up yes, how exciting yes, yes. is that Oh, and we all know good, that Mystic Chip, you know, Mystic Chip loves to fly. In fact, <laughs> his first investment after making his first million is going to be into a private jet. <laughs> you know, if it was up to me now, I would travel the world uh, Greta Thunberg style by steamer. Because you know, <laughs> no carbon footprint, take like 5, 5, 10, 10 weeks in order to reach, no problem. <laughs> no, I'm just not the best flyer. Okay. And I've done enough research about this. I've seen enough air crash investigation videos and <laughs> literally screwed myself in the process. <laughs> so there's only one he, tactic I do now. I reach the airport, I knock back five drinks and I hope I'll pass out. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that is that is so amazing. You know, imagine, you know, there's just one flap noise. Holy shit, this could happen. Nein, one nein, tire noise. Holy nein, shit, that could happen. <laughs> that is That's the problem. No, I always think and I'm like... I'm like, Jada paisa Bada aircraft <laughs> it's that's the honest truth. The lighter the aircraft. Style marenge. No, hopefully that's never gonna happen no, in never, any never, of never, our never. cases. But yeah, but Mystic Chips. The most likely to be to... most likely to be killed by a fan. That is that is the yeah. most likely. <laughs> or by a hater. You mean, most likely. <laughs> you mean a fan like a fan fan or like a fan fan? <laughs> I mean, like one of our <laughs> fighting goat fans because, you know, they've been sending out, we've finally sent out the merchandise to some of them and we're going to be getting shout yeah. outs on Instagram, but not all of them have Absolutely. got it. Absolutely. So please stay patient, guys. It's coming. <laughs> so that let's is get so started. awesome. Mr. Kamra, let's get started with the MMA week that was. The last UFC yes. fight card was slightly overshadowed though, I think. Slightly nay, properly overshadowed Correct. by the world of boxing. I mean, Very there was nothing true. we could do. Uh, I mean, we we even bet. By the way, uh, Team Chips leads again. Huh? Marina Rodriguez. Oh, oh yes. Marina Rodriguez won. Oh, God. Yes. yes. You yes, know what? Sir. It was you a beautiful know, I decision. Should, I, should just, I should just quit this game, to be honest. I told you, don't do it. Huh? Don't do all this. <laughs> don't do all this betting, shitting with me and all that. Sometimes I like these things. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh God. You know, but in fact, it was it was not such a bad week for fight fans because, mm. you know, Twitter was not exploding about the Dern and Rodriguez fight. But mm. we had a lot of boxing stuff going on, man. And I was Two like tons. so interested that, you know, and I'm so happy that Woot has finally got the rights for these boxing events and we get a chance yeah. to legally see them. But, but the sad part was we, nobody knew. Nobody exactly. knew. They didn't market you know, it. They didn't say a word about you know, it. 
vote so kindly 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 please please promote it because just to give you some statistics last year oh no sorry not even last year 2019 there were 100 million viewers for the ufc so yes we do have an audience here for combat sports so please 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 promote it promote exactly. these fights because you have the official rights to it i'm sure you'll get a lot of downloads a lot of subscriptions we will give you shout outs and there'll be so much more maza and masti happening absolutely and and the thing is that of course you know the world of boxing is very very different from that of uh, mma and then we are going to get into that you know in more detail a little later but just right. to tell you you know what happened was was the entire fight card of course i'm sure dana white had planned it that way you know he knew it was going to be colliding with one of the biggest boxing events and in fact yes. the world of boxing has had two great events where you had anthony joshua lose his titles to alexander usk and then you had of course the gypsy king tyson fury defend his belt for the in fact this is the trilogy fight the third fight against deontay wilder and you know how good are trilogy fights man how i mean a trilogy fight holy shit it's about, so 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 amazing and the thing is that with them and this is the third fight now fury has won all three and this time he put a stamp on it by knocking him out in the 11th round the first Correct. two were decisions and now there's boom the trilogy is over it's over now and even the uh, first two there was a lot of speculation that you know didn't he knock him out in the first or the second one there was a knockout right no 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 uh, it was there was no finishes in the first and second oh okay, he's finished okay, him for okay. the first time yeah wow so the the thing is that it was competitive the first and second time around but this time i mean even wilder came out so, looking so good he can you imagine he Correct. dropped the, in the third round he dropped the gypsy king twice and there has Correct. been a lot of speculation a lot of speculation as to why the referee counted slow yeah he was like one two and and okay so two. the the thing in boxing is that even if the referee is separating the other fighter away the minute the fighter goes down the corner the table there there's a guy who's already doing the count and then the referee Correct. talks to him for the count and then gets to that count because if the referee doesn't have time to do the count himself he goes to somebody and somebody else is doing the count for him correct so, correct so by that logic i mean i can understand you know wilder had those two knockdowns and the, and the king was hurt badly absolutely absolutely in fact on the judges scorecard after a very long time in boxing that was a 10-7 round man yeah of two knockdowns is a 10-7 i mean three knockdowns you know, and the usually the fight is over the fight is over yeah yeah, yeah we've seen But, that you uh, know so much so much so much happening because we even had Joshua versus Usk and that went down in a crazy manner Joshua has immediately asked for a rematch he will he will ask for a rematch the gypsy king has offered to help Joshua for this one and Usk on the other hand is saying that Joshua is overhyped he's not as good as what the world thinks and what he thinks so such such strong statements but, coming but through but it's kind of funny because in an interview usk also it's said it's true also no i i don't believe that because in a statement usk also said that there were moments in the fight where joshua hit me so hard i didn't remember where i was so <laughs> i mean look man you're dealing with some of the best heavyweight boxers in the world but you know what happens sometimes you even want to market it and you want to respect your opponent you know it's like the gypsy king saying you know that yeah you know he did hit me fury did hit me i you know i i did go down you know sorry like wilder uh, like yeah, wilder, wilder did hit me you know i did go down hmm. but i had that split second where i said listen i'm going to get back up and i'm going to knock this guy out 
Yeah, I mean so, that's that's the, that's the toughness. Nobody questions the toughness of these guys, but it's but just gut instinct also. You it's know, just, it's the thing. You know, at heavyweights, you play that game in MMA, in boxing, in anything. You know, right. the knockout power is there. It's always Correct. going to be there. I mean, when Correct. Andy Ruiz Jr. knocked out Anthony Joshua, the world Anthony was Joshua, in shock. Yeah. When Joshua Correct. got knocked out by Andy Ruiz, and Andy Ruiz is this, you know, Roy Nelson-looking big fluffy guy who just knocked yeah. him the f out. But Correct. ladies and gentlemen, that's the thing. When you're a heavyweight and you're big and you're like Tyson Fury, people are like, oh, Tyson Fury has a big dad bod. I'm like, Abe Saleh, that dad bod will put you into tomorrow. Because that's Absolutely. what real bodies look like. At, and at six foot seven, 277 pounds. That is what oh, it man. looks like. And they move that way. And their cardio. My God. I mean, the cardio, you know. In fact, in... Almost all aspects, you know, I mean, we saw the fight on Woot in almost all aspects, to be really honest, Tyson Fury just looked too, too good. You know, in fact, it was after round three where I personally felt Wilder was slowing down. He was hurt, you know, and he just got taken apart post the fifth round. It was just, you know, very sad to see that. However, the news is that Wilder has fired his coach for not throwing in the towel by the way. Really? I don't believe that. Yeah, he has. He has. He's wow, fired his crazy. coach for not throwing in a towel. And I mean, an argument can be made in that department because, you know, I mean, coaches will push their fighters to go harder and harder. But, you know, uh, we will, you know, that's, that's a conversation for uh, another time. But my point is that it was an accumulation of strikes. It's not like he got knocked out by one shot. He was getting tagged right. by these bombs. He got hurt right. many times. He was wobbly right. through, I think after the fifth flight, he was just, he was gassed. He was, and also yeah. him being gassed as a function of getting beat up, getting hit. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and uh, he was constantly getting hit and hit and hit and hit. And of course, but Wilder had his moments. He scared mm. the gypsy king. I mean, to knock somebody down twice in one round is a big deal. Well, but you know, the gypsy king comes in with that Hiri Prohaska kind of mindset, you know, where he really, yes, you know, he did knock him down, but somehow I felt it didn't shake his oh, mindset. Man. You know, it didn't shake his mindset. Well, after, you know, the gypsy king was giving the short uppercuts in the clinch and we could see that Wilder is physically and mentally breaking out. You know, he was clinching, he was finching, he was like... Dude, you know, I just don't want to be here. After a point of time, I just don't want to be here. And the real game changer came is that when that huge right hand landed in the third or the fourth round, I'm not too sure. It was the, the gypsy, first, you know, the second round for the king, Gypsy King, that he knocked him down. That he knocked down Wilder. Wow, yes. And then in the yes. third was when Wilder got him back by knocking him down twice. And honestly, the honestly, Tyson did not have his legs under him till about the fifth. Because you can't recover that quickly from two knockdowns Correct. in one round. And, and that's Correct. why, you know, Joshua, uh, sorry, uh, Wilder went, put the pedal down in the fourth, trying to knock him out with yeah. every shot and gas himself out. Correct. But, you know, also one very smart thing, what even the commentators, you know, pointed out that when Wilder was hurt, Tyson Fury did not go for the head. You know, he actually was going for his body and actually gassing him out even further and his hands were just dropping, dropping, yeah, dropping, yeah, dropping, mean, dropping. I think such, such smart down. strategies, you know, such smart and, strategies. I mean, and, and they are there for a reason. You know, and another smart strategy that you see, firstly, that people who didn't see the fight, in the heavyweights, in boxing, you can be at any weight and fight once you're above the limit. The difference in weight between the two was Wilder came in at 240 pounds and Correct. Tyson Fury came in at 277. 
There was almost God. a 40 pound difference between them. And wow. you could see that in the clinch and, and Fury was making Wilder carry his weight. A big yeah. tactic. He made him, he was leaning on him in the clinch. He made him carry his weight. And that's a great tactic yeah. of tiring somebody out. Because every time you do that, you put your weight on them and you're just like, oh shit, this big bastard is all over me again. Exactly. And exactly. it was such a e- smart e- tactic. Ex- exactly what the women say about you, Chips. <laughs> this big bastard is on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there are no quick reversals there, luckily. <laughs> but, you know, that's such a valid point because even, you know, even in the world of boxing, though, mm. the moment you're carrying 40 pounds, you know, and you usually use your hands, your hands tend to gas out and they get tired. Shit. I mean, so much, you and I, when we even do, when we do our clinch drills, when we just Correct. go over-unders, in about it's tiring. minutes, you're like, you're dying in three minutes after doing over under clinch drills. Let alone Absolutely. carrying somebody. I mean, imagine. Okay, see, I'm technically. I'm, we should we should actually practice that drill just to show yeah. the fans. It's just to show the weight differential. I can lean on you in the clinch, and then you have to start carrying my weight. And then imagine that. Besides the shots coming to the body and the sneaky uppercuts and the rabbit punches. And it's it's not a it's not a fun place to be in at all, <laughs> dude. In thirty seconds, I'll be gassed if I have to carry <laughs> you. You know, in oh, thirty okay. seconds because it's just you know it's just my arms that are going to be carrying like you know one hundred and fifteen kilos of you know, so yeah. it's just crazy. It's just crazy. You know, you know I should say one hundred and fifteen kilos of pure muscular mountainous <laughs> frame of yours. <laughs> Okay, but enough, 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 enough embellishment. <laughs> but that well, he's, said, the, my, he's the Tufan of Lodha. Yeah. He's the Tufan of Lodha. <laughs> but you know, for me, that was the highlight of the week. I mean, Somesh, that was the incredible Absolutely. highlight of the week. Absolutely. And we've got so much more to talk about from the boxing world. Absolutely. But before we move on to that, we'll take a short commercial break and see you on the other side with the resurgence of boxing over mixed martial arts. Welcome back to episode 33 of The Fighting Goat. This is Arjun aka Mystic Chips with the superhuman Somesh Kamra. And we've been talking about a lot of boxing today because we're just, we're just bitten by the boxing bug. Two big heavyweight fights in a short span of time. Uh, MMA kind of has taken a, a bit of a backseat and we saw that. And you know what? Even MMA fans know that. And that's yes. the kind of thing that we are talking about. There is enough space, firstly, in this sport. I hate it when purists say, oh, you know, screw you. One is better than the other. No, there are two different sports. Boxing yes. is boxing. MMA is MMA. And there's a big, big difference between the two. And you, the one point that actually we'll bring up before, you know, when we talk about the resurgence of boxing is, I will say this and I may receive flack or not, but you can tell the difference in the in just the pure striking in boxing. The hands look so good compared yeah. to any of the MMA heavyweight guys. Like, I mean, come on. When people say like, oh, you know, Francis Nagano versus Anthony Joshua. Come on, let's just be honest here. That's not happening. <laughs> come on. Even, even somebody like Nagano will say, no, I need five years to train in boxing. Because it's a, it's a different deal altogether. Absolutely. In fact, the only gentleman who openly said, listen, I will never get into boxing because it's way more work is the black beast, Derek Lewis, you know, who said that, listen, if I have to get into boxing, I need at least two, two and a half years and a lot more cardio work to really get in there. So yeah, minimum. And 
and the thing is that these boxers have put in have been doing this for decades they've been putting yeah. their entire yeah. time is the way they move is the way their feet move it's the it's the way they think it's everything you know and it's it's a chess game it's it's beautiful shot for shot strategy for strategy not wailing on each other so when you compare right. it to mma and i hate people who compare it anyways because the sports are different in mma you have to worry about the absolutely. takedowns you have to talk about the jiu jitsu the kicks it's a lot more but lot of other things lot of other things yeah but in those two heavyweight fights we've seen in the last few weeks it's just been incredible like what a treat you know i i actually had a question i was i was in fact and and this is for all the listeners out here this is this is for my you know my partner in crime mystic chips also mm-hmm. do you think at some level you know other organizations avoid having fights on same days or do they put up weaker cards on the same days because they know that boxing is going to steal the limelight especially if it's someone like a floyd or a canelo or a triple g or you know the heavyweights because yeah what has been happening in boxing over the last maybe 4 or 5 years is a lot of these exhibition matches between you know conor and floyd floyd versus some right. japanese guy and it's not really been a treat to the fans because yeah you know they come they laugh they hug it out they kind of touch each other and all of that it's only in this last one month we saw two huge heavyweight fights come into the picture one is and these are legitimate fights anthony yep. joshua versus usk and tyson fury versus deontay wilder we also saw canelo fight a while back but canelo has been fighting for yeah. a long has been fighting he's the only one i would say that's been holding up the torch in that sense of pure yes, boxing yes. along with guys like andy ruiz and andy garcia he's been right. one of the few boxers who've been doing this right so coming to your question about you know about scheduling cards i mean look you know dina and and the ufc and so many mma organizations have deals with channels so why not yeah. just keep it on you know firstly the, i think the timing was different i think the card was it earlier this in india because the fury it fight was 1:30 am yeah it was 1:30 then though i think then it it achieved what it had to achieve because whoever was there saw the card there you know they saw the mma card and then moved on right. to boxing so it's just but you know what happens you know but what happens in india we are fortunate enough to have it very very cheap you know but what happens abroad is that when you have to pay for the pay per view yeah uh you know it's like 65 dollars maybe for the ufc card another you know 65 dollars for the boxing card so there's always that option you know for you the user you spend that kind of money or not you know for exactly things. you know and at the end of the day, $130 is a lot of money so it is it is wherever you're from it is a lot of money um no i'm think see that's why that's why i think the ufc was smart and they put out a free card on espn and they yeah. it was it yeah. was not a it was not a you know you want forced to buy it because even dana smart they like okay i'm going to you know why would i why would i try and compete with one of the biggest boxing fights in the history of boxing absolutely and, yeah i mean this is like ali frazier trilogy level kind of fights you know right so, right why do that and that that was smart but coming back to our point of boxing has like you said soms has taken a hit in the in the past 20 years or so which absolutely opened the door to mma to be honest is because yeah, of the downfall yeah. of boxing in the you know 80s and the 90s that mma just started becoming a new sport people got after something different people loved what happened in in japan people brought it over to north america and then it just took off and it's there's no looking back absolutely But i think boxing has a i don't know there's just something that electricity in that arena it was different we have seen we have seen corner headline cards and we've seen anderson silva headline yeah. cards and we've seen the ufc heavyweights fight it out but then when you saw gypsy king coming in 
you know, and, and you saw a Wilder coming in and you felt that the gravity of the moment and you saw the kind of people that boxing also draws a very different kind of people. It Absolutely. also draws a different kind of money. In fact, a fight purse, just a fight purse for these two was $55 million for the Gypsy King and $40 million for Wilder. And this was just a fight purse, not including sponsorships, not including That's the pay-per-views. That's only for them. Huh? That's only for them, not the only for the card. Them. Yeah. Oh my. You God. know, and and I was what you said was so apt that there's just a different electricity, there's a different environment when boxing comes on. You know, and again, the heavyweights are the cream of the cream. But you know, we also have people like Canelo. We have Loma, who's out there. You know, Manny Pacquiao, who just retired. But but these guys are guys who bring in the money, they bring in the sponsorship, they bring in the crowd. Globally, people want to see them. You know, so I completely agree with you. There's a different level of intensity, different level of electricity when it comes down to boxing because it's not a very difficult sport to even understand. You know, when when somebody's watching boxing, yes, it's just a simple show of hands. Again, hmm. when I say simple, I'm not saying simple to do. I mean, no, but man. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a very complex sport to understand. But well, as an MMA, what happens, you know, when people go on the ground and they're doing their jiu-jitsu and they're trying to choke someone out, a layman may not even understand what's happening, you know, and, yeah, and maybe and that I, is why MMA took some time to pick up. Exactly. And there's a good point because a lot of people, they just want to see, you know, especially casual fans. They're like, oh, when is the beating going to begin? When is he going to hit exactly. him? When is he going exactly. to slap? When is he going to say? And, and we saw that in India, especially because India also is huge on boxing. It's yes. huge, yes. especially with, you know, army boxers from Pune and the North and Olympics yeah. where we've had a lot of success. Our own Vijinder Singh, who won the Commonwealth Games, is we've seen yeah. a lot of boxing in India and we have a lot of good boxers in India. We see it all the time. And I'm going to get a chance to see them now uh, with promotions like the Super Boxing. Yes. That are, Holy that are, shit. That I can't doing, wait for that. Oh man. That are doing cards abroad and giving a lot of... Uh, you know, Neeraj Goethe is fighting as well uh, oh, on the wow. same card. I think he was supposed to fight Amir Khan, right? He was supposed to fight Amir Khan. But I think, you know, that fight still needs a lead up. The thing is, when you're champion yeah. in boxing, you are forced to defend your belt against the contender put forward. It's not Correct. necessarily the ones that you had to fight. It's not the ones that you want to fight. You have Correct. to face the contender put forward to you. And, yes. and the thing is that boxing has so many titles. There are the magazine, ring magazine titles, the WBC titles, the WBO titles. It's, it's, there's so many titles and so many weight classes where there are so yes. many belts across. That, you know, that, that boxing became a little muddled. But there is nothing clearer than the king of the world when you say, when you talk about a heavyweight title. When you talk Absolutely. about a heavyweight title, throughout the history of time, when you talk about heavyweight title, when I was a kid, when my dad would talk about, you know, Ali versus Frazier. And I'm like, damn, now, like, you know, the thriller in Manila, like you knew yeah. those were Ooh, big yes. fights, man. They were yeah. big fights. So it's that, it's the you gravity know. that a heavyweight boxing fight brings to the table. Is, yes, yes. Is, is what I feel. And I think with the more of these guys duking it out now, with more and more characters like the Gypsy King who are, who are holding the belts, they also have you noticed that they've actually been working hard at promotions as well now. Like yes. Really promoting it. You know, I mean, there are just such few superstars left in boxing at the moment. I feel the field is open. I mean, there are so many people that can get into it and just give it a go. Like, honestly, nobody knew Andy Ruiz would beat Anthony Joshua. I mean, shit. It, it, just, it just came, it just happened out of the blue and it was so beautiful. I mean, of course, you know, he couldn't defend his belt. But, you know, even these shots, I mean, I'm like, dude, Andy Ruiz, look at him. 
you know he he actually looks like a big taco in uh, in himself <laughs> Come but on, man. <laughs> you know he just beat the living daylights out of somebody who's been dominating for so long so honestly i feel that the vacuum is so big that people can definitely try get into it and make a massive massive career in this i agree and the thing is that you know we talk about resurgences in the sport and it's because of iconic events and iconic fighters that can do yeah. it it's it's only the handful of these guys you know there's it's some of the guys in the welterweight and the middleweights super middleweights yeah and then you got guys like amir the king khan who's pushing it hard in india and and middle east who's pushing yeah. it hard and yeah. is getting a fair amount of response and success mma although mma is growing at a very very steady pace there are certain parts of the world where mma is not growing in a, in a steady pace like uh, yeah. you know like for example people talk about like you know muay thai coming out of out of asia but people also forget that there is so much boxing that came out of the philippines i mean many absolutely Pacquiao, yes many pakyao led a generation of kids coming into boxing absolutely in fact you know there's a there's a study that says that after many pakyao achieved the success there are so many homeless kids who actually took up boxing there are so many of these you know these you know these kids who you know who were in petty crimes they got yeah. into boxing yeah. and of course they may have not made it on the top level but they changed their lives Absolutely. they were not petty thieves or criminals anymore you know they became boxing coaches they went to school you know they were eventually doing something with their lives and i feel that is such a statement it is such a positive statement Very you know true. for anyone like even if i change one life it makes a big difference exactly. i'm pretty sure exactly. you know i'm pretty sure many packer must have changed thousands of lives back and home in philippines what an example he is he is one of the greatest champions that we've seen from Absolutely. that part of the world and the world Absolutely. and you know people still talk about that war with uh, floyd mayweather and oh, yes. you know, how he took it to mayweather and people had a lot of questions about whether mayweather is going to be you know was legit or not still or you know what happened in that right. fight who won who didn't win and that was with pakyao coming in with an injured shoulder yes but, you know mayweather's mayweather i mean and in his time mayweather has even you know showed a couple of things to canelo when canelo faced yeah, him, a, faced oh, off against yeah. mayweather <laughs> so coming back to the the point was that now you see like, like the same way you mentioned fighters coming from the philippines we see that influence the resurgence doesn't necessarily just mean a pay per view or viewership resurgence guys yeah. like brandon moreno in south america are training yeah. with boxers and you can see these guys their hands are getting better jose oh, Ald- he's from mexico i think sorry exactly ha huh? brandon yeah. moreno says the amount of mexican boxers that come out of there oof the, and he must i guarantee you can see the difference in his hands the way his hands and his head movement is happening he is i guarantee he's working with pro boxers same with aldo you saw it in his last fight Bad, yes. his head movement the way he's moving he's showing that he's been working with pro boxers and i'm not surprised because are getting into this. because after a very long time conor actually said Listen Aldo has never looked better. Did he look so good after after his last fight, you know? And I was like, dude, again, you know the Brazilians are made of a different cloth altogether. I just wish it kicked more though because his kicks mm-hmm. everybody is like, "Ooh, ah, it's like a big, you know, it's when Tenorcar is to swing for a six and yeah. then miss it." <laughs> oh. Every time Aldo kicks is like that. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> But you know what? In fact, that's a very valid point because maybe the kicks had changed his game and now since he's training with boxers he's kind of a little more planted and he's you know kind of using his head movement and his hands to really yeah. win fights maybe yeah. maybe the strategy i don't know but whatever maybe, it is maybe, it is working for him 
It is. And the influence of boxing will never, ever go away. And the, never, I, I, never. Feel, I feel with more of, you know, the, the resurgence is happening in the heavyweight division. There's a lot of new yeah. stars in the lighterweight divisions, the middleweight division, the welterweight. Yeah. I think we have a lot more of boxing coming into the sport of MMA. Okay, forget the sideshow bullshit. You know, forget the, you know, the Jake Pauls doing whatever they're doing for the exhibition matches. It's yeah. fight nights like yesterday and, you know, Usk versus Joshua that reminds us of the beauty and the purity of real boxing. You know, of in fact, what you, professional said, boxing. what you said is so spot on because the purity of legitimate boxing has only come in this last one month where we were tired of seeing these exhibition matches. Yeah, I, mean, on, I mean, you know, to be honest, I didn't want to see a Jake Paul versus a Tyron Woodley. I mean, you know, yes. yeah, these things don't even matter. You know, there was there was the Paul brothers versus Ben Askren, and yeah, I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, you know, these guys are I mean, calling out. You know, and Mayweather kind of versus Mayweather and, versus Logan Paul. I mean, good for like, Mayweather. Seriously, man. take the check, no problem. But it's just come on. Even there, he carried him. You know that, right? You, know. <laughs> you saw that left hook and landed on Logan. Logan fell, and literally Mayweather was carrying him, holding him up. <laughs> Ye le beta. I mean, even, even with, you know, when we saw Silva and Belfort win uh, on the last fight card, I mean, yeah. great. I'm happy for Anderson Silva. I'm happy for Vitor Belfort. But again, say Anderson Silva facing Tito Ortiz or Vitor uh, Belfort facing, uh, you know, a 58-year-old boxer, legend. Uh, yeah. Holyfield, on, a five day, yeah. on a five-day notice. I mean, you put that up against any of the new crop of middleweight boxers. Let's just be honest. It's here. it's going to be lights out. You know, in fact, what you said was so apt. You said, you know, ki chalo beta, hum log teen round aur khelte. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you, you know, I was I was seeing a documentary on Netflix where huh. Marty Fish was at the peak of his career. And when he went international and he was facing the likes of Roger Federer, Nadal, oh, Djokovic, wow. he suddenly realized that a number one in America doesn't stand a chance versus these guys. And when I say doesn't stand a chance, there was a time where he said that, you know, Roger Federer was beating me 6-0. And in the second set, it was 3-0 or 4-0. And Roger Federer realized that the crowd was getting a little impatient because it was getting over so quickly. He was actually playing longer volleys. He was playing longer rallies. Actually, on purpose. On purpose, he was dragging the game on longer so the crowd could enjoy. Now, I have seen Serena Williams take out people in 30-31 minutes. You know, yeah, and I mean, you know when the audience is paying you know $150-$200, they want to see mega stars really perform. Tennis is more. I mean, you pay at Wimbledon and all. Firstly, their tickets are in thousands of pounds sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, you know, in fact… When a lot of uh, you know critics said that you know Floyd could have finished McGregor in like maybe two or three rounds, but True. because he's a businessman, because he wants to put up a showcase, he exactly. dragged it for that long. Exactly. I felt yes, it could have happened, but I was in denial and saying no, it's not. You know, McGregor is good, and you know professionals don't do that. But at the end of the day, you're also a businessman, yeah. and that separates the mm-hmm. mega stars from the stars. You know, very true, and very very and Floyd. Part. You know, Floyd may have just pulled it on with the intention to just showcase and give the fans what they want because now they that you're paid for this, it. Now that you're saying this, now that the more I think about it, you go and you, you look at the fight, the entire fight, which lasted 10 rounds. I mean, yeah. he had Connor hurt basically from the sixth round onwards. 
and he could yeah. do whatever he wanted to do but he was just hanging back he took a few shots also like chalo theek hai you know let's make Dekhte it competitive hai, you know? let's yeah. make it competitive <laughs> see what happens and i think it's also a function of you know we saw this with cricket also when you see this with like you know lower level teams when india yeah. it, during the 90s when it was during the you know the tendulkar era and india was yeah. untouchable in that batting department i mean we still are untouchable yeah. because still one of the greatest teams in the world but yeah. the rest of the world hadn't caught up yet like today Correct. bangladesh can upset you because bangladesh is damn good too in Correct. that sense like they reached a point where they are good now but when Correct. there was a Correct. big disparity like a bangladesh took on an india and india was like ah kya pakra types you know Correct. they would they Correct. would not hit every ball for six they would hit every ball for bit toku toku make it competitive don't be that uber aggressive so i think it's 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 a strategy used across sports yes yes absolutely you know what so you know it's typically like you know when the teams are playing really well and they know that yes you know we are through to the final sometimes the quarter finals you know they give somebody else a chance exactly it's to actually try out the b team now here in the sport exactly. of mma or in boxing you know you can't replace yourself but at the same time you know instead of being very aggressive and finishing it off in two rounds they say you know let's just hang back let's give the people what they want i know i'm going to win but let's just give the people what they want and that is maybe the it's the sign of a as i say a mega star that's true i mean i agree with you i mean but tell me something do you agree with this one point when anderson silva fought in abu dhabi for the first time against damian yeah. maya and damian maya was butt scooting there was nothing silva could do he kept saying get up get up get up try and make a fight out of it now people criticized right. saying criticized him saying that listen you're the greatest of all time why didn't you finish the fight correct and he said i've come to abu dhabi for the first time i'm trying to tell my opponent in Brazil, in, in portuguese saying get up let's make a show out of it you're looking like a fool doing what you're doing make a show correct. out of it whether you're going to correct. lose anyway you're going to lose anyway you're going to lose correct but lose in style correct correct but you know what in this case what happens damian maya is not a guy who can who can match up to the showmanship no, of uh, you, you know of anderson silva no. i mean i mean look it's you know i agreed he cannot match up and the, that's why the blame fell on anderson saying but again how long can he do that because every time anderson came close to him he just used to drop correct and so also i do you know i do believe dana white was very very critical about that fight and he's like you know anderson should have finished it i didn't exactly. expect this from anderson and stuff like that correct. but at the same time you you know everybody knows what damian mike can do off his back and you don't want to get into exactly. that trap because maybe there's a 1% chance that he could pull in one of those arm bars or a triangles and he could actually end your reign It so is. pretty sure you know anderson silva didn't want to take that risk and he said listen let's get up let's put on a show for the fans exactly. but damian you know damian maya putting up a striking show versus anderson silva is it's pretty much you know you know it's pretty much like you know like tendulkar batting a, on one side and me batting on the other side it's exact you know and the thing is that it's a horror story it's a horror story yeah. because you saw that moment i remember the moment in that fight when silva started opening up with leg kicks yeah. and body kicks and you could see the terror in maya's eyes all he yes. could do was yes. flop down like yes bachao please come into my garden and make a mistake you know yes like, yes that's all he could do it's like like you I said his... it's like a bowler a young bowler bowling to a prime tendulkar correct that's yeah horrible <laughs> that is the worst You're thing like, you could do to me 
it's people kept counting it out say till about 5 7 years ago saying that oh boxing is done yeah. boxing is done bullshit there is an element of boxing is one of the biggest parts of mma i would say yes okay people right. say wrestling and jiu jitsu are there but there's nothing like seeing good hands on a well rounded fighter there's nothing absolutely like yes absolutely you know in fact when the sale of ufc was happening in that 2016 17 time zone lorenzo fortita and uh, dana white had launched zufa boxing with the intention to get into the boxing business and really take it to where it belongs now mm-hmm. at that point of time you know when we had these exhibition matches and honestly not much was happening dana white kind of pulled out from that business saying listen there's way too much investment way too much time that i need to give it right now i'm not ready for it exactly. maybe maybe this is the start of something that we can see something new something maybe, maybe. interesting uh maybe next year or the year after that you know if if dana white feels that you know he can get into the boxing world i think it's a money making machine for someone who started his career with boxing dana white exactly. was i mean in boxing he was and and for dana probably see, the thing is that dana's right he has too much on his plate with the ufc he has to worry yeah. about all the countries that they're in they're fighting literally five cards a month there's dana white contender series there's ultimate fighter right. they launch an expansion plans and it's and dana is the, is is the is the head he handles everything even though there are and his, plus it's a publicly listed company so you know so now he cannot exactly. you know no, shy away from his responsibilities exactly and, it's not a, it's not, know, a not that he company. ever did no he not never that he ever did. dana is one of the best in the mma when in from years from now when people will talk about one of the best mma promoters in the world it's going to be dana white it's always going to be dana yes. white. i mean there's you know there's you, we've got other guys uh, you know on the periphery but dena above everybody else was sure absolutely yes he is the godfather of the business hopefully he and lorenzo fortita in boxing would be magical and you the know? resurgence is what we will we will we will look for that resurgence again absolutely absolutely but speaking of what's going to be magical we will take a short commercial break we'll get back on the other side with what's coming up the next week and some cool 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 commercial breaks out here see you on the other side ladies and gentlemen welcome back to episode 33 of the fighting goat you've been listening to me arjun aka mystic chips chipalkati and my buddy somesh the superhuman camera and if you're just tuning in well go back and check out and listen to what we were talking about we had a great conversation about the position the resurgence the place of boxing in the world of combat sports today it's a sport that will never die and it's just a great chat that i had a lot of great insights from mr kamra and we uh, you know i think it's it's one of those subjects that we're going to have to talk to with multiple guys you know we're going to get amir khan on the show and i'm sure he yes i cannot wait for that i you know i cannot wait for someone like an amir khan to come and you're going to be meeting him in person the following week so yes. i am so excited you know someone no, you're someone coming like with me bill. next time anyway you're coming with me next bill. time anyway so you know even bill dosanjh is someone that we bill can Dosanjh. speak to because big boxing promoter 
you know they are so they are so into the sport they are so involved they've invested their hard earned money their time into yeah. building a sport and why not they do a great job you know i mean at least on this side of the world you know when it comes to the gulf zone and india and uh, you know sri lanka and stuff i think they're picking out some good talent and it's it's so funny you know, though it's kudos it's, to them it is it is it's so funny though that in india even though they they love boxing they love boxing the crowd is slowly preferring mma and yes abroad yes. in the middle east they love boxing they wanted to see the boxing they want to see yeah. the chess match they want to see the strategy they want to see how somebody's shoulder drops as they look for the left or the right or you know small small feints that they open up the it's wow. it's it's a it's a big science it's it's funny how the crowd works we got to do we got to do a episode on on how how you know the public perception of these sports are It's right, funny. right. Some right. guys like like when I was starting out, I loved the just bleed, ah, slam his head into the canvas. But <laughs> as I, you still do, I still oh no, I still do. But at the same time, I love, I respect a good parry and counter. Oh I yes, love good clean boxing. I love, I love watching good striking as well. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. And the good part is that you know, since we travel so much, since we go to various countries, we do various shows. We, yeah. you know, you know, we meet different promoters, different fighters. There's so much that we can speak of. You know, how the crowd reacts to certain sports, and that's a very, very interesting exactly. topic. I, I think we should cover that. But will, that's going to be with a guest. Now, speaking of guest, the next card that is coming. Yes, sir. What is on Sunday? Mm-hmm. The main event. in the featherweight division is aspen lad versus norma dumont and that's a very interesting again, the women, women's man, card the women are back so, again the last back to back card main events for women absolutely the co main event is a heavyweight bout where andre arlovski is back with carlos felipe oh the pitbull's back the pitbull and jim miller is back on the card jim miller still fighting jim miller still alive jim miller still alive he's been there since <laughs> 20 years at least now 20 years minimum well i think jim miller fought like in 1931 also yeah yeah easily <laughs> i mean we look at his mustache he definitely put him in a suit and all the no just style. kidding yeah <laughs> i i mean it's jim you miller, know i was man, seeing one of jim miller's veteran. fights you know jim miller looks so much like david warner actually you know he does <laughs> i need to take a look a young jim miller you mean or a old jim miller now <laughs> Uh well actually Jim Miller just looks like David Warner. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I need to take a look at Jim Miller again. But yeah, you're right. You But yeah, you know, so Jim Miller is back. So that's I mean, very very interesting card. So we're going to be talking about or taking picks on the main event, which is in the women's featherweight division, 145 pounds, Aspen Ladd versus Norma Dumont, and the co-main event, which is a heavyweight bout. Between Andre the Pitbull Arlovski and Carlos Felipe. Oh my God. You know the thing is, you know, you can't count out Arlovski ever. Every no time you ways. think, oh, you know, Never. he's going to get KO'd, he's going to do this or that, he just comes back and fights this, you know, technical style, stifling approach yes. kind of fight. <laughs> and and we saw that in the last couple of fights. Like, okay, may not be the yes. most crowd friendly, but he's right. winning. He's still winning somehow. He's right. still winning. Right. In fact, he's got three wins in his last four fights. Man, that's crazy. I mean, he last. You know, I think he lost to was Alistair Overeem, where he got front kicked. Uh, and his tooth uh, came out. I think that was. <laughs> I remember that. No, I remember that because I'm big. I love Overeem, so you know, I remember Overeem doing that. His, Maybe that was a couple of years ago. His last loss. Yeah, his last loss was his. Uh, was versus Tom Aspinall and yes, uh, the Brit. I remember that. The, the Brit guy, and he beat Chase Sherman in his last fight. Yes, I. I 
and so now he's got you know Carlos Felipe is you know anybody in that heavyweight division is tough man and I will say this yeah. all the time but I, I think I'm going to side with the with the, with the pitbull I'm going to go with Arne Arofsky oh, I'm expecting too. a technical performance to shut down you know to a smart fight at the end of the day right but you see you know Carlos Felipe is on a three fight winning streak he obviously is look to you know he's looking to build his record very very difficult for us to pick or at least me because you know in the heavyweight division it just takes one clean punch to put the lights out so True. i think for this one even though i love andre alovsky i'm going to go with carlos felipe on this one okay so you choose carlos i choose andre alovsky and main event time brother what are we picking is aspen lad versus norma dumont this is tough actually yeah it is it is and it's in the featherweight division you know what the good part is there's so much happening in the bantamweight and featherweight division and both those belts are held by one queen that is amanda nunes so it's all building up to the that lioness. one yes it's all building up to that one person that they all are looking out to um like you've said in the past you know that that you know the division the difference between amanda and everybody else is so huge <laughs> it's mm-hmm. i don't know who is going to be the number one contender anytime soon but aspen lad versus norma dumont i think i'm going to go with aspen lad oh very interesting norma dumont is on a two fight winning streak she's beaten felicia spencer and ashley evan smith wow that's those are so, actually big names exactly so are you still going for aspen lad well considering my winning streak is still active so why not Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you want to pick who you're picking? <laughs> <laughs> well, in this one, you know, to be honest, uh Aspen Lad excellent fighter, you know, she lost to GDR which was yes. one of the biggest disappointments. Dude, GDR is absolutely... huge. GDR is she got outclassed. Fighter. Of course, she got I mean, outclassed. Dude, Jemaine Randomy is one of the toughest fighters I've seen. I would love to see GDR versus Nunez because she's also big, she's strong and has great yeah. striking chops. Right, right. Uh, Aspen Lad's last fight was versus Yana Kunitskaya, and she won that, which was which Thank is you. a very, very yeah, which is a very, very tough fight. But still, she won it via TKO. So excellent, excellent fight. I don't know how it's going to go, but Telling I'm you. leaning more towards <laughs> I'm leaning more towards Aspen Lad. To be really honest, out here, I tell you, sure, so, you can change your yeah. picks by Saturday. I'll give you that option. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can change our picks by Saturday, but you listeners can also not change our picks because the moment you hashtag us, tag us, that is set yes, in sir. stone because you guys can get a chance to win some exciting Fighting Goat merchandise. OG Fighting Goat merchandise is ready, guys. Our yes, fridge magnets sir. are here. Our t-shirts, t-shirts are, here. are here. And they are going to be coming right to you if you make the right picks agree with us disagree with us whatever it is tag us hashtag us arjun chips and me somesh superhuman camera my handles on instagram are somesh.camera and on twitter it's somesh_camera chips hit your handles and on instagram i'm at arjun chips and on twitter i'm the mystic chips yes and tag ivm podcast on all social media handles 
For more content, more fun information, please log on to ivmpodcast.com. Check out all their shows. Do not miss the fighting goat and all the exciting content that we get to you. Until next time, we are going to see you with some exciting content. Chips is going to record the next episode from Dubai. Hopefully, we'll have Amir Khan or Bill Dosan. Hopefully, a special guest will be there with us. He's going to be recording from Dubai. We are going to be here in the IVM studios. So until next time, take care of yourself. Get the jab because this jab does not hurt.